Hey friends, it's your girl Britt and Joy Jolene. Welcome to Back to Her. If you aspire to heal, evolve, or revolutionize, this podcast is for you. Make sure you subscribe and follow us on Instagram at official back to her. And that too is the number two. Let's get it. Hey y'all. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode. Welcome back to another episode. Happy Sunday. We hope you're having an amazing day and thank you for tuning in. Yes, thank you. We missed y'all. Sorry that we're a little late with our episode, but mm-hmm. you know, life be happening and we just thank you guys for continuing to stick with us and support mm-hmm. us as we go through our own life transitions. Mm-hmm. Yes. So today we're going to get into a topic surrounded by identity. Um, and this particularly came up through a tweet that Britt saw um, and it really resonated with her a lot. And we decided to talk about it and to dig into it and kind of discover how it shows up in our lives and our thoughts on it and um, all that good stuff. So Britt's going to read y'all the quote or the um, tweet that was made and also shout out to the young lady that made this tweet it was definitely very informative and um was literally what started this gave us this idea of this episode altogether. so thank you to her okay so the tweet says be careful not to make killing your entire identity the ego is always searching for neat definable labels to attach itself to make sure you define yourself by living experiencing being you aren't a problem that needs to be solved so i'm gonna read that one more time Mm -hmm. be careful not to make killing your entire identity the ego is always searching for neat definable labels to attach yourself to make sure you define yourself by living experiencing being you aren't a problem that needs to be solved Mm. and let's shout her out real quick definitely her uh twitter name is soul six cole Yes. Um, so what are your thoughts on that? What I know this is, you know, something you you automatically saw and just resonated with. So what were your immediate thoughts when you saw this tweet? Um, it was definitely like, yeah. <laughs> like I was like, oh yeah, you know, like <laughs> for sure. Um, and I think like I think the more the longer that I took to like really, really like unpack it, I just mm-hmm. noticed so many things about myself. Um, I think that like when you come from years of being broken, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's almost like an addiction, like working on yourself or putting the healing work in the work to like become a better person, you know, and it just made me question like, how, how much time do I spend just being versus the time that I've spend fixing and I realized mm. that I spend more time fixing than I do being you know because mm. I'm so uncomfortable with being unperfect you know and granted I feel like through therapy I've definitely learned that it's okay to be unperfect but like just sitting in my imperfections is like something about it is just like it, it I don't know like I'm not okay with it you know and I think because I found um ways to heal and I learned that I can heal it's kind of like that's my automatic go-to um 
And I feel like a lot of who I became has like been centered around that. Like I went to school for social work. So that's basically healing the traumas of others. Like Mm -hmm. we have a podcast that constantly speaks about healing. Like most of my conversations, you know, if you really, really talk to me a lot, majority of it is about becoming a better person you know like I find myself like I've always been a deep soul and it's not to say that anything is wrong with it but like I find myself sometimes at like parties or you know like functions that aren't appropriate for I'm not gonna say it's not appropriate but it's like everyone's chilling everyone's vibing like I'm not saying that I'm the one that kills the move but I'll be the one to like have that deep conversation whereas like like there are people that respond and be like girl like not right now you know and it's something that I used to in a sense, kind of be offended by because I felt like I didn't know how to operate in any other way. Mm. But now it's like I'm trying to challenge myself to um, just be like not everything isn't everything in all moments of life. So Mm. that was my take. What about yours? My so literally when you were just now reading it, um, what comes to mind for me is the fact that that is a large part of my identity um and also what comes to mind is that I don't think okay half of me could say it could be ego because it's like you know you're constantly looking at your imperfections and seeing ways that you can improve but also the other half of me is like that's a natural part of life that I feel like if you are vibrant or if you're operating how you should be operating um then you're going to be healing in some way shape or form um and no matter what that's from I feel like when we get to a point where we're like I don't need to heal anymore I don't need to work on myself anymore I don't need to progress anymore I think that could lead to kind of like a depression almost or like um it could lead into a lot of distractions you know what I mean you know how you get to a point where you're you just feel like you're not on it with your spiritual routine and honestly every time you're doing your spiritual routine whatever that looks like you're healing yourself you're healing something and so I feel like um you know that feeling when you're not on your spiritual routine it can make you just feel off it can make you feel disconnected from God it can make you feel like what am I doing with my life what's going on it can make you feel like you're backsliding whatever the case may be um and so I think that's a natural part of life now when you let it now if we're saying um that's literally just a hundred percent of you and you have no balance between literally being present in the moment and being present in your life and just constantly um, self-sabotaging yourself by critiquing yourself because you're not healing all the time. I think that is different. Um, But I also think ego comes into play where, when you want to be healing somebody else. So you know how you're in a relationship or a friendship or whatever the case may be and um, or even relationship with parents and you have that constant thought in the back of your mind of you need to heal or even telling them you need to heal, you need to work on this, you need to go to therapy, you need to and you're telling people what to do and how to heal themselves and that's like when they see you, they know you're about to check them and tell them what they're doing wrong and what they need to do. I think that could be ego in a sense um depending on where that's coming from but I feel like when we're having that thought for ourselves um especially when it's in a healthy way and it's in a it's in balance I don't necessarily think that could literally be ego and it could be us sabotaging ourselves so I found that tweet really interesting because it's like 
part of me is like, okay, I see what she's saying. Like she makes a really good point. Um, but the other part of me, I feel that that's just who we are as humans. Like we're always evolving. We're always healing. We're always working on ourselves because there's always going to be something different thrown at us. Like they say, new levels, new devils. So it's like, you're gonna keep having those um, obstacles that you have to heal through and that you have to work on and that you have to get over. And so I feel like healing will be a natural um, high vibrational response to that versus being present in the moment because being present in the moment doesn't necessarily mean that you have the tools to get through whatever situation you're in in that moment. Mm. So, So, okay, so I hear what you're saying, but I think that so what do you think, so what's the difference in, like, okay, so you made a comment and you were like, like, you you only really see it as ego or like, you know, a problem when mm-hmm. you're doing it to others. But like, if it's not okay to do it to others, then why is it okay to do it to ourselves? Mm. I think because it depends to on what extent, like, you know, to others, it could come off as judgmental because you don't know what they're doing. You could tell somebody, you need to heal, you need to do that, that, and that. And they wake up every morning and they pray, but when you see them, they could be in a bad mood, but you don't know what they're doing behind the closed doors to work on themselves. And so it's kind of like that can be, that can come across as projection to someone else because you don't know what they're doing. You just see the actions in the moment that you're with them. So I say that plays a huge factor um and also just keeping in mind that you're we have to hold ourselves accountable at the end of the day like we can't expect anyone we can't have that expectation that somebody is going to tell us to get it together heal pray watch church go to church we can't expect anyone to do that for us we have to hold ourselves accountable and like i said as long as we're doing it in a healthy way in a way that has balance that's great um but I said, like, you know, ego can get involved. I don't say I don't want to say it's always involved. Like, of course, if you're a good friend or, you know, a good person and you naturally care about somebody, you should want to help lead them. But um, it just depends on what that intention is and where it's coming from. So you always want to make sure you're operating out of good intention because then they'll be receptive Um and they'll be more willing to listen to you. So it really just depends on where you're coming from and, um, you know, what exactly you're telling them, how you're telling them, how your tone is. Is your tone judgmental? Are you constantly asking them or telling them to do these things? Because then that's how codependency comes up. And that's how, you know, the savior complex comes up. And so it's a very thin line with that when it's when you're telling other people what to do and that's why I say that could partly be ego and I could see that side being ego versus someone personally you know wanting to heal themselves being ego so I think that the key like the highlight of the sentence to me Mm -hmm. is when she said that you're not a problem that needs to be fixed so I feel like when it comes to you know, whether it's yourself or the whether you're operating, you know, or like your relationship with other people or, or the relationship with yourself. Like, I feel like to to constantly, um, like I feel like to constantly just feel like something has to be changed. Like, 
not saying that we should be okay with like brokenness in our lives or we should be okay with like imperfections but like to an extent I feel like we should because we also have to think about how like healing the process of healing something can be very draining at times like to feel like you know like I I think that we have our things that we naturally do for comfort like for example like Mm -hmm. for me like I'm a big journal journaler like I love to journal I have a couple different different journals that I use thoroughly like I go I finished the whole book a big book at that with journaling like that that's my thing so like granted that can be you know considered as a form of healing but there are other things that that I don't do on a regular day basis that may heal me but to feel like I can't fall off on those things or to feel like the moment that I do fall and granted I do think that there's a fine line between like account like self-accountability and just feeling like you have to heal something but like what happens when you literally all you're doing is healing to the point that it becomes a part of your identity and I feel like that's where the problem lies like I feel like you know like she said like Mm -hmm. you're not a problem that needs to be fixed so to always at every given moment to feel like there's something within yourself that you have to work on and that you know that if you're not working on it then you're not doing something wrong that's where I feel like that's not necessarily okay because like she said like we're created to just be so it's like at what point can you be at peace with your inner traumas your inner insecurities your inner you know, things that you feel like you need to work on. At what point can you just be with those things and say, okay, for the next two weeks, I'm not doing anything to fix it. I'm just going to accept it. Because I feel like a big part of healing is acceptance. Like, if you can't even accept that something is what it is, you can't necessarily heal it. So it's like, what what would our identities of who we are look like if we just be at peace with, like, okay, yeah, like, this is an area of my life, like, I'm, you know... I'm I'm not good with but like right now I don't even have the energy to put the work to fix it so I'm just going to accept that this is where I am right now and I trust that in divine timing it will unravel and it will be fixed and it will be healed but like for now I'm okay mm. you said an interesting point you said um you think we're here to just be um and I think I have a different I have a difference in opinion. I think we are here to be more like God versus just to be because, you know, imagine if we just came here just to like, of course, we want to experience life. We're here to literally, I think when when you say and when she says to be is to experience life. But um, my opinion of our purpose of being here is to be more like God and whatever that looks like. And that's why we reference purpose so much because our purpose is, you know, being more like God is being a good person. And so, um, and being the best version of ourselves we can be. And what that is, is being service to others. And so just, you know, as God would want us to. Um, and so I think that could be the difference because when we have, when I, when I'm operating out of the mindset of like, okay, we're here to just to be more like God, that to me shows me that healing is a part of my identity. Um, And so that leads to the question that I want to ask you is, what do you feel has shaped your identity of self? Um, I feel like, okay, wait, I'm going to answer your question, but I just want to comment on one thing that you said before I answer the question. So like, Mm -hmm. personally, like how you said, like, you feel like being is a part of like being more like God. In my opinion, I feel like being like, 
I feel like being more like God is just being. Like, you get what I'm saying? Because, mm. And the reason why I say that is because I feel like the way how we're so hard on ourselves and always feel like there's something that we need to change, that we need to work on, something that we're not doing right, something that we need to do better at. Like, I feel like when God sees us, that's not how he sees us. Like, I feel like he sees us as, like, my perfect creation. Like, you know, like, God literally took the time to knit us together. Like, you know how many pieces of hair that we have on our body that he knows every number but we don't you know or just little mm-hmm. specific things about ourselves that God knows and we don't even know yet or like parts of ourselves that we haven't even tapped in yet so I feel like when God sees us that's what, what we see but I feel like when we see ourselves we see like okay this is who I am but this is who I want to be and when you think about who mm-hmm. you want to be it's a part of you like where you're not at yet you know so I think that when I say like Oh, like, I feel like we should just be sometimes. It's like, be who God created, called you to be. Like, and at the end of the day, if I have these imperfections, that was counted when God created me. Not to say, and, but the way that God views my imperfections is not the way that I view my imperfections. So I just want to kind of mm-hmm. like say that my take on that. But like, as far mm-hmm. as like who shaped my, what shaped my identity, I feel like a big part of the things that has shaped my identity, honestly, is culture. Um, I feel like what I'm surrounded by um Mm -hmm. and like but not just currently like I feel like from a child up so like who I saw my mom be the type of friends that I saw my mom have the type of music that I listened to um the type of books that the teacher read to me those people who came back like as college students or as professionals to come back to my high school and talk to us and let us know like the possibilities that are you know there for us in the world like all of those different things shape my identity like I would even say like Jory like you have helped to shape my identity like mm-hmm. you know what I mean from from Likewise. being in college as a freshman and seeing mm-hmm. you as like a junior and seeing who you were and then seeing who you are now the conversations we have like all of those things shape into like because it's mm-hmm. I feel like I take little pieces of all of those different experiences mm-hmm. and it's like okay this is how I you know how I want to be and I can say that I feel like that's in a sense kind of, it can be overwhelming because there's so it's so many different people so many different walks of life I feel mm-hmm. like on earth there's so many different ways that you can be and so like to literally want to be a person of diversity and of um you know just a multifaceted person it's like trying to make all of those things fit in one mm-hmm. or at least all at the same time can feel overwhelming but I will say that those are the things that I feel like have shaped my identity. What about you? I literally 100% agree. I feel like our experiences, like you said, our surroundings, the culture surrounding me, my environment, um, literally like every contribution or every experience that I've had has somehow, some way shaped my identity because when we have an experience, right, we literally digest that experience and it becomes something that's ingrained in our brain some way or some way or um some way or another and literally I was just in a meeting today at work and we talked about how you know when something happens I forget what the part of I forget what the part of our brain this happens and it starts with an H but when something happens right that causes like a fight or flight response we automatically program in our brain, like, okay, the next time I see this, or, you know, it's automatically programmed in our brain to have a defense mechanism built up. 
um, the next time we encounter that situation. So, for example, right, if I was five years old and I got bit by a dog, um, you know, the next time I see a dog at six years old, I'm going to automatically jump, scream and run. You know what I mean? Because I've subconsciously built that defense mechanism um, within myself. And so I say that to say, like, I feel like all of our experiences and, you know, the people that we talk to, whether that experience is a country you travel to or a a podcast episode you're listening to or whatever that may be. I feel like um, those experiences ultimately shape our identity. And what we do, of course, is filter out what fits and what doesn't. So what resonates with us and what doesn't. Um, for example, I could read a book and or not even read a book. I could read. I could listen to a song. Right. And I, I completely do not resonate with the song and it's nowhere in my brain, nowhere. I don't identify with it at all. So I never think of that song again. And it's just it passes me by um, versus if I read a book and this book changes my life and now becomes a part of my identity. So I really feel like, um, like I said before, and like you said, like our surroundings, our environment ultimately shapes our identity. Yeah. So, okay. So a question that I have, right, mm-hmm. like regarding this topic is, do you feel like you flow in all parts of who you are? Mm, say more about that. Like, what do you mean? Like, in like, okay, so, like, I feel like when it comes to identity, like, like mm-hmm. we said, there's so many things that shape it. So, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, like, your career choices, your relationship choices, your spiritual choices, like, you know, all of those different things, like, or not even sometimes your choices, sometimes your aspirations, but all of it, like, shape who you are. So, okay, like, for example, like, currently, right, I've been, mm-hmm. like, asking myself, like, okay, am I happy right now? And, like, if not, or if I am, like, what what part of my life is wearing me down the most? And mm-hmm. when I asked myself that question, I realized the biggest thing that is weighing me down right now is my career. Mm-hmm. You know, like, going through transitions or going through, like, realizing, like, I don't think I want to do what I thought I wanted to do, like, X, Y, Z. All of that has been what's like consuming my mind. So like every day, you know, I'm thinking about, okay, what's the next job I'm going to do? Or, you know, this job is paying me this much. So I'm going to have this result or, you know, all of those questions and things that like jobs make you think of like, that's all of what has been consuming my mind. But like I had Mm. said to myself, I was like, but I'm so much more than just my career. Like my Mm. career is like 15% of my life. So what about the other things that I love, that I value, that like that are a priority or, you know, for me and who I am, like how much of that am I flowing in? So if all of my mind is consumed with all career, then I'm technically not flowing in all other parts of my life. So like Mm -hmm. if I feel like I'm at heart a creative, if I feel at heart I'm a like a spiritual leader, if I feel like at heart Mm -hmm. I'm an author, like am I flowing in those areas or am I only solely focused right now on my career? So like basically Mm -hmm. what I'm asking you is like all of who you are currently today or like all of who you aspire to be, do you feel like you're giving time I guess you can say to like all parts of those self and like all parts of yourself or do you feel like there's one area right now that like 
really has you has your attention or kind of has you like pulled back it might be um, something you gotta hmm. really sit and think about but yeah yeah no honestly I feel like I don't know if this is something that most of us go through but career definitely takes a lot of my time which ultimately um shapes majority of my identity um and that's me being completely honest I'm not saying that's right at all um I think we should not be functioning that way because then that's when you see when people like lose their job they literally lose themselves and I think that's very very dangerous um so we have to be careful with that but honestly if I'm speaking from where I am right now um I would say career and probably my social life are and my self-development are my biggest focuses as far as my identity. I feel like we can, of course, everything requires balance, um, but it's difficult to give all things in your life like the same amount of attention or, you know, flow naturally the same to the same degree in all parts of our identity. Um, I think life is like ebb and flow. So this year or this month, I might be really, really, into my career and you know that's just a large part of my identity identity and then next week um a large part is me being very social of course the holidays are coming up so me feeding into my relationships um and my friendships and you know that taking over majority of my identity so I think it's kind of like an ebb and flow but if I could speak in the moment I would say it's a balance between career um so you know building my relationships and just self-development um and so if I say it's a place that I am not giving much attention to um I don't know I would have to think about that deeper maybe it's just me relaxing and doing nothing and like you said earlier just being maybe but then again I don't like I said we're I feel like we're always operating off of like different percentages of parts of our identity and I think that's healthy um but yeah I would definitely say career takes up a lot and I think it's like that for majority of human beings um because what we do is operate out of career that's how we make our living that's how we make our money that's how we live literally eat live bathe you know that shapes a huge part of like all the other areas that's how we communicate or not even communicate but have our relationships if you want to go out to eat with a friend or family member you need that money from that career and so um I think naturally career takes a up a, like it's higher up in my identity um but I do want to work on that um so that I don't become too consumed to the point where I forget about the other things that are important to me or like, Lord forbid, you know, if that career is gone, I don't lose my identity of self. I still love myself. I still know myself and I still know myself outside of that part of my identity to a point where it's not detrimental for me. Right. And so like, I feel like that's like, for me personally, I think one of the areas why I feel stressed right now mm-hmm. or like unhappy like it, well I wouldn't say that I'm unhappy but just like experiencing some stress in some areas is like I I really aspire to flow in all areas of my life like mm-hmm. like you said like naturally like career does take up most you know that biggest percentage of like what you mm-hmm. put your time and energy into 
Because at the end of the day, like you said, like it puts a roof over your head, it puts food on the table, like blah, 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 blah. But for me, I think that that's why I'm going through what I'm going through because I'm realizing because this like takes so much of my time, Mm -hmm. I think what my career choices look like have to be different because Mm -hmm. I need, I like, like I, when I'm looking back on my journals and I'm looking back on my prayer journals and things like that, I've been asking God for, I'm like, God, whatever my next job is, like what I'm like, I don't care. Well, I do care what it looks like, but like Mm -hmm. really, really what I care about the most is that I want flexibility and freedom and Mm -hmm. most jobs don't always give you that you know and so like that I feel like that's really really why I'm struggling and and I was just telling my friend right before we started recording like I just all around want to be a creative like because I feel Mm -hmm. like being a creative gives you the opportunity to flow in all areas of your life you know like I don't want I cannot be consumed by xyz you know as far as like my career choices. And I think that's why it's so important to genuinely choose something that you love. Like mm-hmm. not just because, um, just make the money. Or... Yeah. Like, and not just because you don't want to like, when I had told my friend, we didn't even get to get into the conversation, but like when I had told her like, yo, this is why it's so important that we do what we love. Her mm-hmm. first response was, yeah, because you know, I, like, I don't want to be that person that, you know, you go to McDonald's or you go to the cafeteria leagues, whatever. They have these stigmas of being unhappy or being mean. And we know that they're mean because they're unhappy. But I feel like deeper than that is because of the fact that your career does consume majority of your life. You get mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's like, never mind not being happy, but it's like, what majority, if it's 40% of your life, 60% of your life, that your time, effort, and energy is going to go to isn't going to be something that you love. But you also said a key thing, like, when you were saying how, like, this is something that you want to work on, like, not being overly consumed by your career and, like, having times for, you know, other parts of your life. I feel like that kind of goes back to what we initially were talking about as far as like, you know, not being overly consumed with healing. Like I feel like you shouldn't be overly, not even overly, but consumed period with anything in your life. Like I feel like Mm -hmm. ultimately we are, no matter what anyone says, we're multifaceted individuals. Like we're literally created in so many different ways, but I feel like, you know, how I just, like I just been asking myself like how many parts of myself is laying laying dormant because mm-hmm. I don't even have the time or energy to put towards it you know but it's like if I'm putting every day like all right I gotta work on this I gotta work on that I gotta heal this I gotta heal that if I if I'm doing this all day every day and I'm doing it so much that it comes a big premise of who I am like what about the parts of me that like my imperfections is needed for me to even tap into that or to see, like to even know that it's there. Like, and I feel like we just shouldn't, no matter if it's career, no matter if it's healing, no matter if it's friendships, relationships, money, like anything, like I feel like nothing should consume us to the point that like we're nothing without it or like that it takes away from us tapping into like other areas of yourself. So I have a question. And don't, what they say on uh, TikTok, and don't uh, fight me because I know you girls like the tussles. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, I never heard that. Yo, I got to send you that. But um, what was I about to, Okay, so I have a question. So do you think, on back on the serious side, do you think that's ego or do you think that could be a trauma response? What, the healing? So, like always like be like, I need to heal, I need to heal, I need to heal. You know what I mean? Do you think that's yeah. trauma response or do you think that's literally ego? Okay, so I can be honest and say that I don't 
fully understand ego. Like, I think that mm. I really, really need to learn more about it to fully understand it. Like, I have had moments within my life where I'm like, damn, that's my ego. Like, let me calm down, you know? Mm -hmm. But, and I feel like when I think of my ego, a lot of times I think of, like, a defense mechanism almost. You know, like, anything when I I notice, like, I become defensive or I become, like, someone trying to play me or something. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's your ego. Like, Mm because relax, it's it's not it. So I guess I do, and this is no ego is. But I would say for me that I feel like the constant healing is a trauma response. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like, like, for me in my life, like, all of my brokenness, I feel like, has come from the trauma that I experienced as a child. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, because I never want to be back in that space, it's like, I'm always working, 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 working. Exactly. But one thing that I feel like I've had a hard time learning or accepting is the fact that, like, while that little broken girl is still a part of me and she will always, part like, be a part of me, I'm, like, so far evolved from her, you know? And so it's like, those habits that I've gained like i.e. the constant healing because of who she was it's like I'm never gonna go back to being that girl again you know or I'm never gonna go back to that space in my life again so I don't have to continue to operate like I'm her you know so like if I like I've experienced broken then I learned how to heal and then I heal and then these next few years take me out of like you know, like, I feel like healing is a, a, a general term, but I don't always have to go back to doing what I did to fix that problem. Like, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's what the girl meant by, like, you're not a problem that needs to be, like, currently, yes. like, I now granted, there are, like, because of my personal childhood, like, there are things that I still need to heal from. Like, mm-hmm. you know, no doubt about it, because I, I really, truly have experienced some really 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 traumatic things in my life at a very young age so yes like I still have more healing that I need to do but however when I think long term of like my healing journey I don't I don't foresee myself being like like I feel like okay the type of therapy that I have right now and the type of therapy that I feel like I will have as a 45 year old woman I feel like it's completely different the way that I see it and the reason why I said that is because I feel like right now I'm really trying to heal and like like take out a lot of like unsuppressed things and like literally like reshape who I am because a lot of who I was shaped by came from those traumatic experiences but like come on I'm like 45 like healing I don't want to be healing from things that Mm -hmm. I was that I went through as a child I want to be going through therapy because it's a healthy practice you Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying like current present day yes I'm going through therapy well I'm not in therapy right now actually but we'll get into that when we do life updates but um like I'm not in therapy right now but like I've yes I've been in health uh, therapy because it's a healthy habit but really I'm in therapy because I've I'm trying to heal from trauma. So I feel like when I'm, if I do that work now, not to say that there's never going to be another traumatic experience that I experienced in my life, but I don't want to just still be trying to unravel and unpack who I Mm -hmm. am because it's like, I'm doing that work now. So I don't have to do it later. Something that has been coming up. um, And just my conversations and something that I'm hearing a lot from what you're saying is the fear of moving backwards. Like, literally the fear of, I went through this before, I got to heal from it, or because I can't be like that no more. I can't do that anymore. I can't go through that situation anymore. So a lot of, like, 
I feel like what a lot of us are going through and that that response to constantly need to heal, heal, and heal is not necessarily not necessarily because we may feel that we're broken um, or because of ego. I think that could be necessarily due to the fact that we, none of us want to go backwards. You know what I mean? We're consistently elevating. You know what I mean? We, uh, we're going to therapy. We're getting the apartments or the homes that we want. We're getting engaged, married, having children. Nobody wants to go backwards to the college girl that had $20 in her account and had to figure out um, how she was going to eat or the college girl that, you know, was experiencing different sexual partners that was traumatizing or the the child, the 13-year-old child that was going through abuse or whatever the case may be. It's like, I think a lot of us don't want to move backwards and we don't want to ultimately fail, quote unquote. And I think that's something that drives us and motivates us to consistently work on ourselves. But like I said, I think it's a mindset thing. I think where are your intentions when you want to heal? Are your intentions purely because you want to, you know, heal from your traumas and you want to be like a better person. Are your intentions, this looks good on Instagram. So I'm going to do what the girls on Instagram are doing, even though I don't have direction in this. Is your intention, um, I literally want to get closer to God and that's it. What is your intention behind it? And I think that will shape, is it ego? That will determine, is it childhood trauma? That will determine, is it something that I've done since I was a child? I've been in the church since I was a child. And this is why I continue to do this because it's my natural routine that's engraved in me. That's majority of my identity. I think we all differ in that because we have different realities and different experiences because me, and you could be talking about traumas that we had, but you know, in all honesty, there are people who have different levels of trauma or people who don't necessarily have quote unquote trauma at all and so um you know I feel like our experiences are just different and how we respond are different and how we look at things is is different as well because you know that healing aspect of someone could be something that they don't think much of and then me and you bring as people who like naturally overthink naturally think a lot naturally want to grow like we're we're naturally these I guess you can say like more I want to say masculine but like more hard working or more like just self-motivated and driven to the point where it's kind of within our natural personality versus something that is like forced or something that you know we're doing unintentionally to cause harm to ourselves I guess you can say so I don't know. I think it's a case-by-case scenario. I'm not disagreeing wholeheartedly with her tweet. I think it does have, like, a lot of, you know, substance to it. And, like, the more that we dig, the more we can really unpack, you know, how that shows up for other people. But I also think, like I said, we're, we all have different realities, and sometimes that's not always the case for us. Like you said, you know, for you, it could be more of a trauma response because ego, like you said, could be a defense mechanism, but ego isn't always bad. You might um, go out into the world and you need that defense mechanism for something to protect yourself. So, you know, you may get be getting caught up in the wrong crowd and your ego says, oh, no, I got to go. I can't hang out with y'all. That might be ego, but that might have just stopped you from really going down the wrong path and changing the trajectory of your life. And so 
ego isn't necessarily always a bad thing. So I think in that sense, it's just word choice, maybe. Yeah, but I, I really agree um, about your statement, like our fear to move, uh, what did you say? Our fear mm-hmm. of going backwards. Going backwards. And I actually think that we should probably do like a whole, just separate episode on that period like because I feel like that's loaded and it's real but like even just briefly touching on that I feel like so much of our decisions is like based on the fear of going backwards you know like I was just listening to a podcast um yesterday and um I think it was yesterday or sometime this week, it was basically um, a, a part of the Woman Evolve podcast with Sarah Jakes. And it was like this woman, like basically telling a story about how like she just feared like being single. And so like mm. she literally forced herself to be in a relationship that like mm. she shouldn't have been in. Like, you know what I mean? But and I guess for her, it could be like, I'm not moving forward if I'm not married, you know? Mm. So it's just kind of like just reflecting on like how many of our decisions are based off the fact that we're we're fearful of not moving forward or we're fearful mm-hmm. of going backwards. Like I think I that's like a like a upward slope or downward slope. Like either way it goes, we're fearful of it. Like, you know, I'm scared if I don't move forward. So I'm gonna do XYZ. I'm gonna make healing my identity. I'm gonna work so hard that I have to be the the highest performing employee. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that so I can move forward or I'm not going to do blah, 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 blah. So I don't go backwards. But it's like all of that clouts being. And that's what I mean by like just being like, OK, I'm not the highest performing um, person in my job, but I'm doing my best, you know, and my best is enough. So I don't have to overcompensate. Like, I feel like when you do have that fear of, you know, whether it's going like of not going forward, or your fear of going backwards, you overcompensate in so many ways. And that's what I kind of took from this, the tweet that this whole episode is based off of. Like, mm-hmm. like, are you healing because you're healing? Or are you overcompensating because you're afraid not to experience X, Y, Z again? And like, like, if you notice, um, when I had said, I had said, when I was talking about like the difference, the difference I see therapy at this age and the difference I see therapy at the age of 45, I had said, it's not to say that we won't, um, you know, experience anything traumatic again. Like, I feel like had this me like making a statement like that a couple of weeks ago, a couple of months ago, and I would have like, God forbid we experience anything traumatic again. But the moral of my story is like certain things are just inevitable, you know, like yeah. and, and granted, I would never please God understand me like for me and anyone listening to this or connected to this would never want any like tra- I, I wish trauma wasn't even a part of life. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, it is a natural part of life. Like mm-hmm. certain things just naturally are traumatic. And like sometimes it's not even, you know, a, a harsh situation that traumatizes you. Like sometimes it's literally just simple things. Like, but the impact that it has on your brain and your body is just uncontrollable, you know? But it's like sometimes we have to. I feel like welcome those experiences and not saying to welcome anything harsh, but like, let just let stuff be what it's going to be. You know, like I feel like trying to control so much, it kind of control like what happens. It, it causes us to, again, like just overcompensate in ways that like 
we don't need to. And when I say overcompensate, it can be like doing healing that isn't even necessary or, you know, working hard in a way where it's like you're trying to overperform, but you're moving fast and you're going nowhere, you know, like all because you're trying to control a result that you have no ultimate control over like you know so mm -hmm. I just think it's just something that we really have to like ask ourselves and be real with ourselves and really really dig deep and I and I can say that's a lot for me personally because like I said like I know for a fact that I overcompensate in my life in a lot of ways like I try to overperform like you know because I'm afraid that I'm not gonna move forward or like I'm afraid to go backwards but it's like like I said you're moving fast and going nowhere like you're at the end of the day on divine time and no matter which way you look at it so you could try mm -hmm. to accelerate your process but that doesn't mean that your path is going to accelerate in any t type mm -hmm. of way so I feel mm -hmm. like we just have to be real with ourselves about like where we at and what we control and what we can't tr control and just like I think the biggest thing, like the biggest takeaway for like, I mean, take away what you take away, but like, I would want like uh, someone to take away just the fact that like, it's okay to be present and like, you know, present when I say being present, meaning like present with your imperfections, present mm -hmm. with your insecurities, mm -hmm. present mm -hmm. with what's not right. Like if it's not right. Okay. But like things, things are moments and not forever. And I feel like that's something like even in my current life right now, like I have to like, really say like okay the space I'm in right now in my life is really really uncomfortable but I don't think that there's any more that I can do to change it like I just have to accept the fact that I'm in an uncomfortable space and moment of my life but this isn't gonna be like this forever and so because I'm at peace with the fact it's not gonna be like this forever I can be okay and just sit in it so that way I can actually learn what I'm supposed to learn and not have to be here longer than I need to because I was trying so hard to get out yeah, and that's where, um, if y'all been listening to the past few episodes, you know, throughout this year, um, you would know that a big theme for me was surrender. And I think that's where surrender comes into play um, because, you know, you're basically being still and allowing God to work and you're allowing your life to unfold. Not necessarily, you know, that doesn't mean stopping, you know, anything that you naturally love to do or anything that you naturally do to work on yourself, but surrender as in allowing, stop being controlling, you know, allowing yourself to just be, allowing yourself to just grow naturally. And um, maybe that's a difference too. When I think about healing, um, of course, you know, I can be hard on myself and I can be like, you gotta, I think the way that I'm hard on myself is thinking that my healing needs to look a certain way versus thinking that um, I have to heal or I have to be constantly doing anything. Um, I think more of mine comes from thinking that it has to look a certain way or, you know, be from a certain religion or whatever the case may be. And so um, what I would say is just like, you know, surrendering to the process, surrendering to, you know, what God is doing for you and trusting that. And just like not being, um, not allowing, we talk about this all the time, y'all, but like not allowing society to make you feel like a hamster in a wheel in a cage. You know what I mean? Like not just running and running and running and trying to chase because that's like this generation, I feel like that's how we all operate and that's the mindset we all have, which granted, you know, times are changing faster. Time moves faster now. Like, um, you know, we can do a lot of things in a shorter amount of time than could be done 50 years ago. Nowadays, if you want to talk to your mother, you just call her up. That takes 
one second for you to call your mother versus back in the day you had to go to your aunt's house or your uncle's house which was a mile down the street or a mile away and you didn't have no vehicle to use their phone to call your mom in another state you know what I mean so it's like times are changing and we're operating faster now um so I think everything is just about balance and just knowing that being so loving and secure within yourself and your identity that you know that you trust yourself and you trust God to know what your healing should look like or what your process should look like. And this is something I'm still learning too, but just knowing that you don't, like she said, you're not broken like to a point where you have to be so hard on yourself and you have to keep putting yourself down because your process doesn't look like everyone else's. Um, And so that's my biggest thing, just surrendering and just knowing that, you know, your environment shapes your identity. If there's things in your environment that you don't resonate with anymore, literally releasing that, like, even from what you're saying, like, if you know your identity no longer um, resonates with, like, feeling like you have to heal all the time, all the time, all the time, like, and that's taking up majority of your identity, like, sending it away with love like sending whatever thought that is whatever whatever you know pressure that is on you away and like giving giving like attention to the other parts of yourself that you naturally want to give attention to like you say your creative side like you know giving attention to that because you never know the more you give attention to that side like things will naturally just flow and happen and I wanted to say this earlier but like that's why I love when people like I love when people love their jobs and they're just like I love hearing when people say work doesn't feel like work because it shouldn't like your job shouldn't feel like a job it should just be something that you naturally want to offer to the world whatever that looks like to you it should look like what your natural capabilities your natural offering to the world and that should not feel burdensome it should not feel like it's weighing you down or whatever the case may be. It should just feel natural. Like you're just living your life. You're just having fun. You're just being who you are and you're feeding into your natural identity. Um, And so, yeah, I would say that. And I would say, you know, as always, I'm always going to tell all of us not to be too hard on ourselves and to just like keep surrendering, keep, you know, building on to who you are, keep, you know, shaping your identity, releasing what no longer serves you and just, you know, being the best version of yourself. And that doesn't mean that you have to like be hard on yourself. It just means that you just have to feed yourself, whatever that looks like. Um, And so, yeah, guys, thank you. I don't know if you want to end it off on another note. Yeah, no, I think we wrapped it up. The last thing that I want to just say And just to end the episode is if God can accept all your imperfections and your brokenness, why can't you, you know? So I think that like, it's never like, oh, God's not like, okay, if you don't do X, Y, Z, then I can't accept you into my kingdom. So it's like, why can't we maneuver through life accepting that, okay, this area is broken. This area is like, you know, imperfect, but I can still go on. You know, so like I said, like if God can accept all your imperfections and your brokenness, why can't you, you know? So I just hope that this episode has given you some sense of peace and some clarity that like, it's okay that you don't have to work on anything right now if you don't feel like it. You know, I think that Mm -hmm. healing is draining, like working on yourself 
can be a lot. It, it, it That is a full-time job in itself. Um, and so if you just don't feel like it, you don't have to. You know, there's nothing. It's not like your next opportunity. Well, I'm not going to say that. But it's not like you can't still walk into what God has for you with with you know, without being perfect. Like, granted, I do think that there is there are moments where, like, you can't walk into certain things until, like, you know, until certain things are right within. However, I think that that all happens on timing. So if God feels by December 31st, 2027, you know, Jasmine Y needs to have this, this, this done, he's going to push your life in a direction to make sure that that's healed so you can walk in it in its own timing. So I say that to say that, like, don't feel like you're missing out on opportunities because, you know, you're not overly compensating in some areas of your life unless you feel like God has pushed you and pushed you and pushed you, you know, and then you're just not accepting that call because then that becomes a whole different conversation. But I feel like as long as you feel like you've done all you can and you're at peace with where you're at or you want to be at peace with you where you're at, it's okay to be at peace with where, where you're at, even if everything isn't okay. Um so I really do hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. I actually mm-hmm. want to really, really go back and listen to the episode myself just because I feel like we said a lot and I feel like it's one thing to say it, but like I feel like to hear it gives us the time to really sit back and reflect like Hmm, I know yeah. I gave an immediate uh, immediate answer, but like, like you know, really just unpacking that within self. Mm-hmm. So I do hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. If you're yes. not already subscribed, please subscribe and join our community. Um, if you're on Apple Podcasts, make sure that you leave us a review and leave us a comment and some little mm-hmm. things like that that keep us going. Um, and just help us to know that we're on the right path and we're serving you guys to the best of our ability. Mm-hmm. Um, you can follow our Instagram at official back to her. And that two is the number two. And you can follow me on Instagram at according to Brit with three T's. I'm currently on a social media fast. Like I may go on to like, just check, you know, so if you write me or something and I like take a while to write back, that's why. Cause my soul is just not feeling that internet right now, mm-hmm. but you can definitely follow our um, podcast page and enjoy. You can give them your information. Yes. And you can follow me on Instagram at Joy Jolene, J-O-E. Ooh. Ooh. Whoa. <laughs> Joy Jolene, J-O-Y-J-O-E-L-E-N-E. Not me skipping to my, my second name. Oh, um, but yes, y'all, definitely leave us a review. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. We really, really, really appreciate it. Also on our Instagram, we're very, very, very close to 900 followers. So make sure y'all follow us and connect with us on there. We've been seeing y'all follow us um, and we really appreciate it and love seeing y'all. So yeah, y'all. Yes, thank you guys for all your support. Happy Sunday.